Every now and then, a book comes along that truly resets the grid for how we think and how we behave. When it comes to breast cancer, this is one of those books. As I read through it, I kept thinking, at last, a book that tells women with breast cancer, either newly diagnosed or with a recurrence, the whole truth, on every level, body, mind, and spirit, and then gives them a concrete way to access their own healing power. Eureka! So many things are right about this book. First and foremost, Greg Anderson knows exactly what he's talking about. He has personally helped over 19,000 individuals design their best integrative treatment plans that incorporate social supports, nutrition, massage, meditation, and other approaches to their care that involve their whole being, their person, and not just their disease. He has been there himself. Diagnosed with terminal lung cancer many years ago, Greg accessed his inner ability to heal, has been cancer-free for decades, and now teaches others what he has learned. Interestingly enough, lung cancer, like breast cancer, occurs in the area of the fourth chakra, commonly known as the heart chakra, the part of the body most closely associated with giving and receiving wholeheartedly, releasing grief and resentment, and allowing in full partnership and joy. This similarity tells us that Greg knows very intimately the kind of emotional healing that is required for those who have breast cancer. There's another important point I want to stress about this book. It could not have been written by a doctor who treats breast cancer. Why? Because the practice of medicine is overly focused on drugs and surgery, and the belief system that runs conventional medicine is that the tumor, or the germ, is the enemy, and the enemy must be eliminated by any means possible, however toxic. This belief is so ingrained in current medical practice that to step outside and suggest other treatments is to risk professional censure or even the loss of one's license or hospital privileges. In conventional medicine, the body's innate ability to heal itself is virtually ignored, and the role of nutrition in general, and vitamin D in particular, are misunderstood or simply not addressed. I recall very vividly that back in the early 1980s, when I'd counsel a breast cancer patient about her diet, I'd have to close my door so that my colleagues wouldn't hear me engaging in what was, at that time, medical heresy. Yes, just diet. That might surprise you, given that nutrition is more widely accepted as a legitimate science now, which is not to say that an institutional medical bias against it doesn't remain. Yet it is still entirely too perilous for a doctor to talk to a patient about the role of her emotions and her relationships in her state of health. It is still taboo to stand at the bedside of a breast cancer patient and suggest that her cancer may, in part, be associated with an unmet need for nurturance or for expressing a loss that has not been acknowledged. This is considered blaming the victim because doctors are simply not taught how to deal with their own emotions, let alone those of their patients. This fear of victim-blaming keeps doctors from even mentioning the role of the human spirit and emotions in diseases like cancer.
I'm not suggesting that anyone should be blamed for becoming ill, but that doesn't mean we should deny that disease has emotional links and that working through difficult emotional material is a critical component of healing. This keep-emotion-out-of-it mindset that pervades the teaching and practice of medicine robs us of our true power to heal by pointing us in the opposite direction of where true healing lies.